0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Good evening, everyone. This is Marty Oakley of the PPJ Gazette Online, and this is the DS Radio Network. Our show tonight is going to be a killer. Um, John McCron is with me, co-hosting, and we're going to be talking about psychological warfare and the psychological operations the government has run on us forever. And what they do. I want to remind everybody that these shows are brought to you in coordination with Marcel Reed and the Whistleblower Summit, an annual event in Washington, D.C. But if they can keep this faked up virus thing going, uh, we won't be out in D.C. again. We'll all be on video. But anyway, all that aside, I say what we're going to be talking about tonight is psychological what amounts to psychological warfare against us. And it seems there is no one, the federal government and all the people who hide behind it, fear more than anything than the American public. And while we like to hold ourselves up that we are the most noble, you know, this, that, and something else, the fact of the matter is we're a pretty dirty operation. Now, we've sat back and watched as they have done unspeakable, obscene things to people in other countries. We dumped depleted uranium all over Iraq, which has caused a 90% uh, rate of birth defects, god-awful, most horrendous birth defects. The average age there is 32 years. While they came back here and told us how we freed Iraq. Freed it from what? And then what we've done to other countries has just been unspeakable, unspeakable. But we didn't say anything because as long as it wasn't us, as as long as it wasn't us, they did it too. It must be okay. But let me tell you that everything they do to people in other countries, they bring right home and do to you. You know, I gave you an assignment last time we talked to look up Operation Moonbeam. I had about 30 people come say, oh, that's a conspiracy theory. It's a government operation. It is a conspiracy theory. It's a conspiracy, but not a theory. A theory implies you have no evidence for what you're saying. You're making an assumption, baseless assumption. Ceases to be a theory when you can stack up the evidence. And when you can go to a government website and read about what this is and how they intend to use it on you, I think it ceases to be a theory. But we have had our government do things to us for years. Um, When I was in elementary school, in the upper Midwest we got free milk at lunch and I can remember when they stopped giving free milk at lunch because I always took a sack lunch but I went by grabbed my free milk and went and sat down and the girl came over to me and she said that's a nickel and I said no it isn't it's free she said not anymore and if you don't have a nickel I've got to take it well I of course did not have a nickel And she took the milk, and that has stayed with me all my life. And then I see on PBS this documentary here about two or three years ago about how during this time they gave away free milk. It was Borden's milk. They gave away free milk in elementary schools in the upper Midwest, laced with all kinds of bacteria, live and dead viruses, all sorts of crap, and then have sat back and tracked us all, all these years, to see who got sick, what they got sick with, how long were they sick, did it kill them, what did it do. And unbeknownst to most people, there are blood research centers hidden all over in the upper Midwest. But this was one thing that personally affected me. And in the, I think it was, and John, correct me if I'm wrong, was in the late 70s, early 80s, they sprayed San Francisco with all sorts of live and dead virus and bacteria to see who would get sick. Out in New York in the subways, they carried briefcases that were rigged so they could spray this bacteria out on the people who were passing by. Uh, we have done god-awful things to our own population. And yet they keep screaming conspiracy theory, conspiracy theory, which is a term coined by the CIA to discredit people who talked about these things openly. Uh the Gulf of Tonkin incident that was mentioned in the promo, that was a ship that turns out not to have ever been in the Gulf of Tonkin, at least not at that time, that they claim was attacked by Egypt. Theory behind this, or the story behind it is, they were going to make this claim that the ship was sunk and that Egypt did it, and then Johnson was going to – President Johnson was going to nuke Egypt and he thought that would allow him to take over the Middle East and all the oil. He would start it that way. And But it got outed that Egypt had nothing to do with this. And so they turned around and said, oh, it was Vietnam, a country so damn poor that had been raped and raided by France for the previous 20 years. Oh, it was them. They didn't even have a John boat, much less anything to attack a warship we had sitting in the Gulf. We attacked Vietnam, one of the most shameful periods, in my estimation, in in our history. And but these things never occur occurred. But they do this to us all the time. They make up stuff. They tell us stuff. They um, and they keep the the story going. And there's different kinds of psychological operations. And I was looking up here, and it says a oh, white psyop. It's an, an official statement or act of the US government, and/or emanates from a source closely associated enough with the US government to reflect an official viewpoint. The information should be true and factual. It also includes all output identified as coming from US official sources. There's gray PSYOP, and that's deliberately ambiguous. The true source, the U.S. government, is not revealed to the target audience. The activity engaged in plausibly appears to emanate from a non official American source or an indigenous, non hostile source, or there may be no attribution. Uh, gray is that information whose content is such that the effect will be increased if the hand of the U.S. government and, in some cases, any American participation are not revealed. Um, It's just simply a means for the U.S. to present viewpoints which are in the interest of U.S. foreign policy. Um, A black PSYOP, uh, the activity engaged in, appears to emanate from a source, government party, group, organization, person, usually hostile in nature. The interest of the U.S. government is concealed and the U.S. government would deny responsibility. It is best used in support of strategic plans. And it says a covert PSYOP is not a function of the U.S. military, but instead is used in special operations due to their political sensitivity and need for higher-level compartmentalization. A black PSYOP, to be credible, may need to disclose sensitive material with the damage caused by information disclosure considered to be outweighed by the impact of successful deception. Okay, and then it says media. Of course, again, and aren't we all getting a big load of this? Uh, PSYOP conveys messages via visual audio and audio-visual media. Military psychological operations at the tactical level are usually delivered by loudspeaker. Um, but for more deliberate campaigns, they may use leaflet, radio or television. And what's happening on your TV and radio right now? COVID, you got to be afraid of COVID. We've admitted we can't have identify any virus we make up numbers we inflate the statistics and we just keep pounding you every single day with it you're you're in the midst of a psyop they're working you if you think this is wrong go back to the beginning of this fiasco and this happened globally when have you ever seen people in the midst of what was perceived to be an emergency fight over toilet paper when when have you ever seen a, a food I could have understood the last steak in the store I could have understood but people were threatening to kill each other over toilet paper now how do you suppose and this happened globally this was a sigh out. this was a successful Operation where you had been primed subliminally or through other means, and instead of looking for food, things to help you survive, if this was what they said it was, you're out there fighting over toilet paper. What are the chances? Anyway, this is what we're going to be talking about tonight, and of course, I'm bringing on the best expert I know of to talk about all of it, and that's John LaCroix. John, how are you doing this evening?
0: Good evening, Marty. I'm doing great, darling. Good. Propaganda and warfare. Yeah. You know, one of the things with me, uh, for folks that do not know my actual base history, I studied military history even as a little boy. I mean, by the time I was seven or eight, I mean, I was really starting to get into it. And by the time I was 12, I knew pretty much everything there was to know about every major war that we uh participated here at here in America. And, you know, if you look through history, you always have a series of propaganda. There has always been some form of it. And where it is used basically is to demoralize the quote unquote enemy, to get them to think in a certain way, to look at it from a perspective of being a defeatist attitude. In a nutshell, that's the game that is being played. And when we actually take a step back, and I mean really take a step back, and start studying all of the ways that the American people are being attacked through psychological warfare, I lose count, Marty. And we're going to talk about a lot of them. But please, folks, when we talk about these things, comprehend the fact that these are just tip of the iceberg there in no way complete in any sense of the word because when it all boils down to it we have literally come forward and are dealing with such an operation that even makes nazi germany's propaganda machine look pale by comparison and that is saying something because one thing i like to remind folks of psychological warfare comes in different forms The most obvious is, uh, of course, trauma-based mind control. And, you know, when you think trauma-based mind control, it's not trying to turn you into a zombie in a sense of uh, changing everything about you. But in that same sense, it's impacting your psyche to the point of where it is getting damaged. You've heard, ladies and gentlemen, I presume if you've been paying any kind of attention, this old axiom about quote-unquote news, if it bleeds it leads. And you ask yourself the question, why is that? Why is that? And, you know, you and I have been around long enough. We've seen multitudes of psychological warfare operations. Um, And we're going to cover a few of those tonight. But again, when we're looking at the degree of how frequently they're doing it and where they are literally not pulling out any stops. It's all, you know, straightforward, in your face, and just wholesale. You turn around and you see how it's affecting people. And we can go back to this hoax issue that is such a big one for me and you. You know, you and I talked about this back in uh, March or April, where I was calling it out for what it was, all fraud. And long story short, I watched it in real time how it affected a friend of mine and his significant other, the significant other especially. And, you know, it it was literally a propaganda machine that kicked into overdrive, where it was nothing more than hoax issue, hoax issue, hoax issue 24 7 on the news. Oh, we've got all these deaths. Oh, we've got all these people coming down with it. Oh, my goodness. The world is coming to an end. Oh, the hospitals are overflowing, and we don't even have a place to stack the bodies. Yeah, good luck finding any of those bodies other than some of the dummies that they were using as an example. You know, and Mm -hmm. folks like us were sitting there literally showing people, hey, folks, you know, that picture they're showing you, that video they're showing you, that's a test dummy. Okay? That's not a man or a woman. That's a dummy. Okay, that's the thing that they practice on when they're in medical school. And I mean, it's so blatantly obvious. You see literally, you physically see where it is a dummy. But you're supposed to naturally assume that this particular case is true because of the propaganda. And here is one point I'm going to make out, okay? Okay. There was a study done a lot of years ago, and forgive me, I cannot remember the name of the study, but it basically was this. People were bouncing a basketball, and the object of this thing was for everybody to count how many times the basketball was being dribbled, okay? And it wasn't like it was being fast or anything like that. It was just a couple people playing basketball, and everybody was focused on the basketball, how many times this has it been dribbled because that's what they told the experiment was about. That's not what the experiment was about. The actual experiment was something very different. It was whether or not they noticed that there was a gorilla that walked next to and behind them. And it wasn't like it was hiding. It literally walked right there and the problem was most people never saw the gorilla. Now, when they were told about the gorilla and they watched the video again, I mean, it was like a neon sign, right? But this is the exact same thing, folks. You're being propagandized to look at a picture. Meanwhile, there's all these gorillas running around. You're seeing an entirely different perspective. You're seeing only what I like to refer to as the crime syndicates' picture of the world. This is their view for you. Now, if we go back to the 1950s, I believe it was, the movie theaters discovered that if they put a single, single frame of Coca-Cola and a thing of popcorn that the Coca-Cola and popcorn sales went up like 20 or 30 percent. Now, if you were watching the movie, you never saw it. Okay? You never saw it because it was, like I said, one single frame. But in that frame, it increased that because in the back of your mind, that other part of your mind that picks up everything, it noticed it. And all of a sudden, hey, yeah, I'd like to have a coconut, you know, Some popcorn. And folks, you can do that. You can go online and you can verify what we're talking about tonight. Because I'm telling you, these people have become masters, masters at manipulation. Some of the tools that they use in these psychological warfare operations include music. How many times do we get all excited when, you know, the Star Spangled Banner or some other, you know, song comes on? It really brings out that natural American mental perspective of, hey, I'm an American, dead guy, and I'm proud to be. You know, there's something to be said about that because, again, it's designed to do that. You go back to the Civil War era. Again, we're just talking about Americans, but we're going to cover all kinds of examples. Go back to the War of Northern Aggression. Both sides had their propaganda in the form of music and chants that they sang while they were marching. It helped increase morale, and it helped motivate them as they were doing all these awful things to each other. But more important than that, it was reminding them why they were doing it. Okay. But what are we watching now? We're seeing where they've turned all of these things against us. And in ways that most Americans, even if they're familiar with what, some of what we're already talked about, they're not familiar with the bigger picture. They have discovered that uh, they've been able to manipulate emotions through certain wavelengths. And once you discover that you can control people's emotions by, you know, sending out those wavelengths, now you're controlling people, and they don't even know why. Why am I irritated today? Nothing's going on. Why am I aggravated? Divide and conquer is the tool that these people are using now. It's been wonderful for them, but the divide and conquer has to be built off of something. What have they done? They have deliberately propagandized the American people and the people around the world to form their own individual camps. This is my group. There's no collective group. There's only my group. Republican versus Democrat. White versus black. Straight versus gay. Man versus woman. You know, the laundry list is forever. And as long as they can manage to put you into your little block, they've got you. And then all they need to do is tweak you a little bit, see how you react. Because trust me, they already know how you're going to react. See, man and woman, for that matter, have been the most studied in this planet's history. They have been performing experiments on people for basically a 100-plus years. And the Germans were really going over the top back in World War II era. They got very good. And, of course, a lot of those uh, German scientists, well, Operation Paperclip, they came over here. I can assure you they needed to have been lined up against the wall and shot for their war crimes, but No they were told, well, would you like to work for us instead of getting your ass shot? And they said, of course. You have to realize that psychological warfare, no matter what form it's coming, it's never ending. It does not end. And on that frequency wavelength thing that we were talking about, there was a beautiful example of that in an X-Files episode about 20 years ago. Okay, and remember, folks, predictive programming may tell you in advance what they're going to do before they do it. Now, Marty, you remember me. You remember me on this radio station telling you who would be the next president and why. Okay. first of all, you're looking at the basis of the economy was lousy. This is a depression. This isn't a recession. So you're going to get an awful lot of quote-unquote unhappy people who are going to vote for anybody but the occupant. And by the way, folks, it doesn't matter because even the politics and both political parties, they're all bought, they're all paid for, they're part of the problem. They're the ones performing these psychological operations. They're the tools being used by the higher-ups to really control the entire system. But that was just a small part of it. What was another small part of it? Bombardment after bombardment after bombardment. Never in my life have I seen so much propaganda about this is the most important election of our lives. Get out the vote. It was truly over the top. Truly was. Then on top of that, See, all of those things were just the psychological part of it. But then you have the factual part of it that backs it up. I told you folks, this election was never about Joe Biden. Contrary to everybody's belief, it's not about Joe Biden. It's about Kamala Harris. Talked a little bit about Gematria. And again, how that comes into play. But even that, wasn't the clincher for me. The true clincher for me was this. At Trump's inauguration, there was a very short two or three seconds uh, video showing Obama and Biden walking next to each other, going to the function. Obama looks at Biden and says, don't worry, you'll be president soon. Something along those lines. And Biden just says, yeah. Okay? Now, that same man, Obama, various to Toro, actually, but we call him Obama anyway. Toro also looked at it way before Trump was president and told the people in the audience, and you can see this video out there, too, that Trump was going to be the next president. I'm telling you, folks, it's called predictive programming, and they're doing it now. Predictive programming is already kicking in for 2024. Already. I don't think Biden's even going to survive through his first two years, much less his next four. Because, again, if you go to Gematria, the number 79 and Biden, basically, they're not going to go together. Okay? It's going to be Termination. I don't wish any ill will towards a man, but I'm just telling you that I see patterns again and again and again. These patterns are repetitive, and they are very real. There's symbolism being said there. There is a message that gets sent. People generally don't pick up on it. But now, you've got Kamala Harris... And you've also got uh, Come on John, think real quick The black female talk show host Very important, Oprah Winfrey Ladies and gentlemen There was a poster In a um, show And I've only seen the photograph of the poster I haven't watched the show But again, this is coming out of One of the major Companies out there And it shows Oprah and Harris in 2024 ladies and gentlemen that's predictive programming telling you something now something I don't think I've ever mentioned on this show before so I want to hit this high note when the crime syndicate wants to make changes outside the country they put in a Republican when the crime syndicate wants to put, make changes inside the country they put in Democrats fact ladies and gentlemen not fiction. You've got to comprehend it's they're both two sides of the same bird, okay, two wings on the same bird, but nevertheless, different philosophical approaches and different ways of working. But you've heard me talk on this show about socialism, fascism, crypto you know, cryptocurrencies, uh corporatocracies, um all the things that have been put into place To, again, create this brand new system. In 2021, I've said this and I'll say it again. There's a brand new economic model. It is a brand new model. All the currencies of the world are going away. At least from the perspective of what most people recognize as being a currency. And here in America, that's a Federal Reserve negotiable debt instrument. Called a Federal Reserve Note. Okay. And that's a liability to the United States Corporation, 12 United States Code, 411. Look it up, folks. It's not money. It's a debt note. And that's a little secret, by the way. If you you can't pay off a debt with a debt, you can only discharge a debt. Little tip for all of you paying attention. So what's going to happen? As this psychological warfare continues to grow exponentially larger... You're going to continue to see how it's affecting people physically, emotionally, psychologically, and the damage is going to be long-term that will take generations, generations to recover from. You have old people that are dying now because of broken hearts and being separated. Not to mention some of the people being murdered in these hospitals, just as you heard Marty talking about earlier today, okay, then you have other people that are self-terminating. they're kicking their air addiction of their own free will. Why? Again, because things are no longer rosy, disastrous things are happening. There's been a horrendous spike in divorces. There's been a horrendous spike in people not getting married. And again, this is all part of a bigger picture. You cannot have a stable society and a fascist one. Two do not go together. They have to keep you in quicksand. They have to keep you in constant state of fear. And so when somebody like me comes in here and has a conversation, the very first thing I always like to point out, ladies and gentlemen, listen carefully. This is what you need to know. Logic, reason, never emotion. If you look at, if you take an honest assessment back at your life, an honest one now, look at all the times you made a piss poor decision how many times was that decision based on emotion rather than logic and reason I'll bet it's a very biased number I will bet I'm comfortable with that statement we are naturally emotional in nature that's the way we've been built and the crime syndicate knows this So that's how they play us. So when someone like me sees the propaganda for what it is, calls it out, and uses logic and reason to dissect their narrative, look at what we did back in April, Marty. We talked about this. We broke it all down, Mm -hmm. what was going on behind the scenes. Global Economic Reset was part one. Destruction of the family farm was part two, destruction of uh, the economy, destruction of small businesses, destruction of people's finances because all of a sudden half the people in the country were unemployed, all over something that was fictional. All over something, again, all roads lead to Rome. You don't see that the bankers own this country. And that the Vatican owns the bankers. I can't teach you anything. It's all Vatican banking. It's all corruption. It's all in your mind. It's all imagination. You have this mistaken impression that this corporation out of Washington, the District of Criminals, matters. Do they have guns? Yes. Do they have armies, navies? Yes. They have their mercenary armies. They have their philosophical opinions and they have their tax base because again, folks, you're financing your own enslavement. And how many times I sound like a broken record every time I come on and talk about this, Marty, the word government is Latin, two Latin words, gubernare and mente. And the word government simply means mind control, mind control. You have to see the psychological operation for what it is. Now before I start getting into some of the different examples, do you have anything to comment about money?
1: No, I you know what you're talking about here is like I say the the best example I could give of what you're referring to is subliminal suggestion and causing people to do things they normally would not do by programming them with these subliminal messages they can flash on your TV screen, as you talked about in the theater, the single frame of a Coke. Your subconscious mind sees it, but your conscious mind does not. But your subconscious mind accepts everything as a truth. And it is the conscious mind that sorts out fact from fiction. But... This thing over the toilet paper, I actually, of course, I'm not a TV watcher, and, but I was absolutely stunned at, at the sheer idiocy of it. Like I say, John, I could have understood if it was over food, but that's what jumped out at me. This wasn't about food. This was about toilet paper of all things, and... You're trying to buy truckloads of toilet paper. Did you think about food? If you don't have any food, you're not going to have to worry about toilet paper. I have any need for it. But when I talk to connections I have in other countries, they're talking about the same thing happened there, people going insane over toilet paper. And then I saw little hints here and there about this being a worldwide PSYOP, as is COVID, and it was all about could they actually cause people to do something this idiotic without them knowing it was being done to them obviously they can obviously they can you've been subject to it so you know and i think about these things uh, i like the news john it's nothing but a stream of propaganda It is just a stream of one lie after another lie, and they just keep telling the same lies or expanding on them. Why anybody is tuning into that, I don't know. But we can't trust anything anymore. I hate to say that. But we cannot trust anything anymore. There is, I don't know, it's a sense of of having lost reality. And it's like we're in this delusional world. And it's getting worse. It's getting worse. And you can tell the people that have really succumbed to this stuff. Because if you try to talk to them about anything you're talking about this evening, it's like their eyes glaze over. They zone out. Or they get extremely mad. Um, They get just hostile. I, I... I can't explain that part of it But I always have the feeling They're not actually mad at me But they're angry I don't know if it's that Something in them recognizes You know what what we're talking about I don't know But um, how, how do we get away from it John? How do we get away?
0: The biggest issue is, first of all, recognizing there's a problem. And therein lies the biggest difficulty. You're facing it. I'm facing it. Everybody that's trying to wake up the rest of the country and the rest of the planet, you know, we've got the same problem. We're saying, why are you folks not seeing this? Why the cognitive dissonance where you have this conflict in your mind that you know what they're doing is wrong, but you will accept what they're doing is wrong, Because it's the government and they're here to help, of course. So because of that, you've got this conflict in your own mind and your mind has to sit there and try to sort it out and try to balance it out and say, okay, it's okay. It's all right. So when somebody comes out here and puts it right out, there, taxation is theft. There's not any question about that. There isn't. I'm a volunteerist. I have no problem paying a few dollars to make sure that the gasoline, some of the money that goes into my tank, builds roads. And you don't ask anybody out there. I'm sure there's all kinds of things. Again, if you're a user of some service, you should pay for those services, yes. But that's not what's happening. They're stealing it, divvying it up, sharing it with other people who are their cronies, And others suffer for it. This is all about a monopoly. This is about a totalitarian dictatorship in every sense of the word. This is all top-down. This corporatocracy thing that they got going on works. Okay, Fascism works. They figured that out in Germany in World War II. It works. And folks, if you don't realize that you're living in a fascist country... All I can sit there and do is point to the Congress, go to the House of Representatives, and look at the fascies sitting right there front and center, that band of sticks with that axe head. They're telling you something, and yet the people won't wake up to that brutal truth. When you sit there and you dissect Washington, the District of Criminals, city streets are laid out in patterns. Buildings are laid out in patterns. Deities and gods are laid out in patterns. And all of it, all of it, again, tied directly to Rome and the Vatican. And you can pretend all that you want to, but I'm here to tell you that you've got seven Catholics And two Jews on the Supreme Court, of which at least 40% of this country, says there's something other than those two religions. And it's been along those same lines forever. Because again, the Protestant Reformation was fighting the Roman Catholic Church and the 95 Theses. And that's why they created the uh, Jesuits, the Society of Jesus, which is the military arm for the Vatican. But again, we don't want to talk about that. You know, that nice little pope down the street and, you know, maybe the cardinal and maybe the local uh, man there sitting in the uh, pulpit of your local Catholic church. They're all, you know, your cardinals wear red. That's a symbol for blood. But all those black robes running around, folks, that's a military uniform. A military uniform. You think it's a coincidence that the clerk masquerading as a judge down there at the quote-unquote courthouse? Foreign pirate ship in dry dock, by the way. You think that's a coincidence that he's wearing all black? Black is a symbol for death. You're surrounded by it. You're surrounded by symbolism for the sex act. Again, you can pretend it's not the case and not the truth, but the evidence is very much overwhelming. We are under the mind spell that has been put there our entire lives, and they've had millennia to perfect it. Millennia. Something didn't work, they tweak it a little bit. And you're watching what happens. You're living in the zombie apocalypse as we speak. So you asked me the question again. I'm going to try my best to answer it. How do you break free from all of this? I don't have an answer because one of the biggest problems you and I both face is the desire to sit there and have a conversation with people. You know, I do it all the time. I say, don't believe me. Here, let me show you this open door. It still takes you to walk through it. You know, you don't have to, you know, open it just a little bit to kind of get a peek in there. Oh, no. John's kicked that door in. That door is permanently open. There is nothing hidden anymore. And again, if you look out there, the truth really is out there. The X-Files told you that. But the X-Files also told you something else. They also said trust no one. And what have we got in our current society? Trust no one. We don't trust our politicians. Gee, can't imagine why. Many parasites. Surely don't trust the bankers. But we don't even trust our neighbor because of this little hoax that they got going on. Oh my goodness, they might give me something. I had a real situation like that happen today. A real situation like that happened today. I was in my front lawn and uh somebody was coming by in a truck. I was had a I was cleaning up from a yard sale over the weekend and uh they were traveling around in the vehicle, had their mask on and I approached and uh you know, when I was like two feet away from them, they stopped me and said, no, stay back. Now, they were wearing their mask and, of course, inside their vehicle and stuff like that. I did, you know. I says, uh, COVID. I says, oh, the hoax. <laughs> what do you mean the hoax? Was the reply. Needless uh-huh. to say, I didn't have a conversation very long with this individual, but that's not the point. The mind control is so strong. The mental... Uh, control, the grip that the crime syndicate has over most people is at such a level it's like they're literally frozen in ice just like your Star Wars episodes where you know your character there is put in there and frozen in ice okay there is no movement there we call them zombies you know we call them statists because that's what they are They cannot accept new information that goes against their programming. They call it television programming for a reason. They have determined that wavelengths coming from that television set, people in a natural state of mind control. They're almost asleep and they're very susceptible to whatever comes out of that television set. And we see it. Marty, think about 1960s and 1970s, okay? Even into, well into the 1980s. There was no blatant sexual innuendo in your face. I mean, there was a little bit in the background that the innuendo was there, but I mean, they didn't put it out there in your face. And even if they did, it was after 9 or 10 p.m. when they figured the kids went to bed. And the places that they've taken us in the last, in my generation, is so far above and beyond anything. Because again, what are they trying to do? They're trying to paint a picture. Is it any surprise that everybody's unhappy? No, it's not. Because they're telling you that you have to have all these things to be happy. Again, emotional mind control. Happiness has to come from inside of you, folks. Stuff will not make you happy. You're talking to a guy who's had plenty of stuff in his life, and he's still got plenty of stuff. Trust me, if you came by my yard sale over the weekend, I would have given you some stuff just to get it off my lawn. And I'm not talking junk here. The problem is this, though. As long as people are not prioritizing the things that really matter, which is other people. As long as we're infatuating in what we don't have, what the Jones has, but I don't, so I'm jealous of the Jones. Why do you want to be jealous of the Jones? They're bankrupt. Their stress level is to the roof because they got too many payments and not enough money coming in. You really want that? Is your lifestyle that what you want? There was a beautiful movie that came out that basically covered that. They hired this professional family, you know, they were all paid actors to pretend to be a family and, uh, that's what they did. They just went out and, you know, had all these latest brand new gizmos and new cars and all this wonderful things and new kitchens and everything else. And all it was was marketing in the hopes that all of their neighbors in this rich neighborhood would go out and buy this crap, which of course the neighbors all did. And that of course drove them into bankruptcy, but, uh, You know, eventually what happened is the people decided they had a a semblance of a conscience. They felt bad for these other people because they saw how it destroyed their lives. Do you not realize that all of this marketing, all of this propaganda, which is what it is, all of this advertisement, that's a different form of it. It's another psychological warfare operation. Now, I don't have a problem with marketing of products and services, okay? Please don't misconstrue that, okay? I think people should have options to buy and things and do things and go to restaurants and all these things, and you have to advertise Please don't think that I'm saying that this is bad. I'm not. But I'm telling you it is a part of a bigger system. And when you get to a certain level, you're not willing to take a step back and say, you know what? I can live different. I need to live different because as long as they got you, as long as you have to have the uh, proverbial new car every year or two, they got you. Marty, take a second, please. I got a <clears throat> something in my throat.
1: Yes. Okay. Yeah, John, you were talking about uh, television and how it affects the brain. In the early 1950s, when TV was just becoming popular, they realized what a benefit it could be for propaganda and other things. They also realized that the TV flickered at a certain rate. And if you stood, this is the older model TVs, clear up until we came out with all these flat screen digital stuff, you could stand outside the house, it looked like the screen on the TV was flickering. But if you were in the house, looking directly at the TV, you didn't see that. What that flickering did that was done at a specific rate that affected the brain waves, some people more susceptible than others. So some people actually went into this trance-like state, and they were people we called couch potatoes that sat there just staring mindlessly at the TV. They were very, very susceptible to this flicker rate in the TV. Their brainwaves were being altered. And that other people were not affected quite so badly. But this went on until, like I say, we got these flat screen TVs. And I don't know, now it's the subliminal messaging, this thing flashing on the screen. I um, was reviewing, editing some work for a man here some years ago who was outing the Navy on the waste of. Equipment, materials and stuff, how they would take stuff out to sea. I heard this from several people in the Navy. And dump it in the ocean so that it wasn't on their inventory and they could order more stuff, other stuff they wanted. And he had printed up this paper and he sent it to me to read. And somebody else had gotten a hold of it. And about every tenth line in a yellow box, black outline, black letters, it said "traitor." It flashed and went away. And I marked every place that I picked that up. I sent it back to him, told him. He took it over to a friend of his who did some kind of forensics, and they found every one of them. And he asked me, he said, "How did you, how did you know those were there? And I could see them. If I looked at the top of the screen, I could see it flash. If I looked directly at that spot, I didn't see it. It's when I looked. It was in my peripheral vision, let me put it that way, that I picked it up. Um, there was a... Uh, Dr. Sutton here some years ago that was using subliminal messaging to tell people with weight loss, we know it works. And if you think the government's going to pass on that one, <laughs> you've got to be crazy. But they've been doing that to us all along. Um, TV has been one of the greatest tools for propagandizing the public there ever was, and performing these psychological tests on them without them ever knowing it. Uh, You know, that's right. Programming. You're programming. We are programming you. And when you talk to people who spend an inordinate amount of time watching TV, their mindset on many things is just either non-existent or it immediately elicits a lot of anger from them. Something happens, but the reaction is always extreme. And I always find that kind of odd. But there again, like I say, uh, the propaganda that's going on on there is enough to drive any thinking person crazy. But there's been things over the years they have done. Them. We started out with um, uh, MK Ultra in the 50s. We did horrendous, horrendous things to people. Um, they supposedly shut it down in 19, I believe, 1954, and it became Monarch. And they just picked up where they left off and got worse. So they claimed they shut Monarch down, and it became DARPA. And um, it's now attached, as I understand it, to the military, and which is frightening. Uh, good Lord. I, I don't know... John, where do you see all this going? What do you think the end result is going to be or is desired?
0: Okay. Before I answer that question, I will answer it. I want to bring something else, too, to reinforce your story about the U.S. Navy throwing supplies into the ocean. Um, I didn't get this confirmed from one source. I got it from two people when I had my antique mall. Two separate people they told me that they were literally there taking fresh supplies off of the boat, carving them up into small pieces and selling it off as scrap metal. Two people, Marty. And they Mm -hmm. didn't know each other. They didn't know anything about the fact that somebody else had told me this story. You know, I always like confirmation. Now, what is their goal? Their goal in a nutshell is the absolute control from birth to death model of every man and every woman from this point forward took a long time to put this system into place. Now they talked about, they knew what they wanted to do. You can sit there and read the book of revelation, revelation for that, you know, and we know that Bible is hundreds or hundreds of years old. It doesn't matter if some of the stories there, you know, go back, you know, thousands of years. The point of the matter is this, though. They told you what they're going to do, and then they go ahead and do it. But the technology had to be there in order to implement their system. And we talked about it back when they first came out with, you know, the um, barcode thing. Okay? That was in the 80s, Marty. And we pointed out that the two lines at the beginning, the two lines in the middle, and the two lines at the tail end of all these barcodes, those two lines were symbolism of the number six. So basically, you had six, six, six with three, whatever numbers in between those three bars, in between those three sets of bars. Hide anything from you. They tell you what they're going to do, and then they do it. So it's not a – I'm not sitting here with a crystal ball. I'm not doing psychic readings with people who get it going on. All I do, Marty, is look at what these people say they're going to do and then assume that they're actually going to implement the things that they say they're going to do. And statistically speaking, they always follow through with everything that they say they're going to do. So is it a shock to me when they do what they said they're going to do and actually do it? Of course not. Not in the slightest bit. And the point that I consistently make, consistently, is you simply have to stop consenting to the tyranny. Everything comes to a screeching halt if the people are awake to manipulation and decide to one day say no when somebody that they've never met and couldn't care less about them, tells them to do something that they don't want to do that's not in their best interest to do. The simple power of the word no. What happens when the dictator says, I'm raising an army so we can go invade said country? No. You think he's going to go invade a country if all the people just said, you know what? That country's never done shit to us. They're not a problem. No, we're not going to accept your draft. What happens? We saw what happened in the 1960s, Monty. Why do you think they had to make um, cannabis illegal? They had yeah. to make cannabis illegal because it was so... Uh, it was being used by all of these people who were fighting the establishment. Establishment. And it wasn't that they were being violent or anything like that. No, they were the peace movement. Yes. They were the peace movement. They were called the flower children. Why? Because they handed out flowers. They didn't want bombs going off in other countries. No. They wanted to bring all the Americans home. I mean, even Kennedy wanted to bring the Americans home before he was murdered. Yep. Okay. You have to recognize, folks, that this big picture has an agenda behind it. Technocracy rising. Okay, technocracy is something that came out as a concept and was written and studied very heavily in the 1930s, i.e. 90 years ago. 90 years ago. Well, guess what? All the tools are now available. Everything is now in place. Now we're going to a brand new system. And again, folks, the cryptocurrency thing that they got going on now, that is a part of it. I've told you, folks, the digital currency is now the new game in town. And we're not just talking Bitcoin. They're calling it central bank digital currencies. All the central bankers have their version of it. And it's going to be tied into gold, it'll be tied into silver, it'll be tied into some other things. But they will be able to manipulate the value of that cryptocurrency. They will be able to debase it or take it out of circulation so that the quote-unquote inflation is held in check. You're not going to be able to save it as a store of value because, you know, after a certain amount of time, they start taking away a percentage of it. Again, folks, you people are the surety for these corporations' debts. You have to realize that. You're the surety. They're using your good name, full faith and credit of the United States government. All I can say is, really? Would you give faith and credit? the united states corporation being that they're trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars in debt can't balance their budgets and when they do have a few extra dollars all they can think about using it for is to manipulate people's perspectives and bomb people you really have to think a little bit about this i would like to think that maybe you can actually think past the box But thinking outside the box is something that people generally do not do. Why? Because they're not trained to anymore. Marty, one of the things that I had an advantage as a young man is I wasn't in front of a television set. I mean, as a kid, I was traveling around the world. I was exploring places all over the planet. I was having the time of my life. There was no television in my life. Not until I was like 12 or 13 years old. And even then, it was very limited. Most of the shows that were on, it weren't even worth watching. You know, I enjoyed Hogan's Heroes. I enjoyed the A Team. Um, you know, don't even get me started on the Dukes of Hazzard. And what, one of the things that made the Dukes of Hazzard so popular was, of course, their natural rejection of corruption in government. Think about that show. That was the whole theme of the show. <laughs> Corruption in government. Boss Hogg and his crony sheriff running a little town and two Duke boys out there just making them a mockery of everything that they were doing. Well, think about if there's a million Duke boys out there. Or Daisy Dukes for that matter as well. Think about if that was now one million a year later that's three million. Another year after that it's five and six and growing exponentially. We have that because again, why are we censored, Marty? We're being censored because they're yeah. being affected in getting the message out. And when they shut down the right. radio program for seventeen you're being told something but there is a message being said that goes against the propaganda narrative now going back to the points that I wanted to make earlier your television set, yes you click away, you're a part of that but so is just a constant bombardment of message Okay, They make a mockery of any man that wants to actually be a husband and a good father. They mock him. They uh, propel these women that are feminists and say, this is our example of the perfect woman, which would be a nightmare for any moral with a common sense of a gnat. Then you turn around. Music, the same thing. And I, Marty, I love my music. I do. I love my music. And I have watched videos that were created and heard songs that were created. And I said, they're telling people something. They're telling them something. And sure, true to form, that's what was going on. Because, again, if you don't realize that the CIA is all over the music industry, it's all over out there in Hollywood, They're everywhere. They're in every newsroom across the country, whether it's in the newspapers or whether it's on the television set or whether it's all over the radio waves. That's the facts, folks, whether you're willing to admit it or not. And we're running out of time quick, so I wanted to cover a few of these things. Before I do, Monty, anything else that you want to interject?
1: I'm just I'm just listening. Uh, too much of this makes sense. And um, you know what I'm saying. It, it shows like this ordinarily get off into the um, many times what I consider to be preposterous. They're just as bad as the propaganda we're fighting uh, because they mislead people. But I have to credit you. You're always focused, always researched, always documented, and you can always give a history to what you're saying which most people can't do. So carry on.
0: All right, Mario. Well, let's first of all, <clears throat> let's go with the newest version of the propaganda ministry, and that was this thing called QAnon and the quote-unquote Q-drops, okay? And the, the whole problem was you had somebody that was out there just putting out some very generic information, very generic, And everybody was, of course, taking it and trying to dissect it and, you know, trying to run with it. Now, please understand, folks, when I'm sitting here and I talk about QAnon, I am not talking about some of the researchers that have actually been out there doing real research, just like me and just like Marty. That's not what I'm saying here. But the origin of the the QAnon movement, that was a psyopat. Keep them distracted. Trust the plan. We heard that over and over and over again. All these sealed indictments are waiting to be opened. Trust the plan. Well, I'm still waiting to see handcuffs on a whole lot of criminals.
1: Thank you, John, for saying that. I don't mean to interrupt you, but I kept getting emails from people that were supposedly cream-of-the-crop activists and... Everything, (laughs) talking about, uh, you know, 16,000 people, indictments were handed down. Where were they handed down at? Well, well, they don't announce that. Yeah, they do. If the grand jury met, it has to be listed. Now, what they produce can be sealed. But if that grand jury was assembled, it has to be shown. There hasn't been one shown, much less 16,000. Where are these 16,000 at? Well, they're in every state, so I checked my state. There were no indictments, sealed or otherwise, and this is stuff like this. Oh God, it infuriates me. And people jump in. There. Oh, I don't. I shouldn't even have started on this. Go ahead, John.
0: Well, what do we hear? The last election cycle, lock her up, lock her up. I mean, for crying out loud, if you couldn't make a case on the corruption out of Hillary and her husband Bill. I don't know what to say, okay? I really don't. Because the truth of the matter is, the corruption that comes out of MENA, Arkansas, the drug running and everything else is tied in again to the Bush crime syndicate and the Obama crime syndicate. And of course, the Trump administration is overlooked a little bit too, because I'm here to tell you folks, Afghanistan, they're still guarding those poppy fields. Hello? Hello? That means that the Trump administration was okay with it too. There's a problem here. And you think about something, all of the damage that's being done out there, out in the real world, by all of this crap that's being imported, okay? Those poppy fields in Afghanistan are producing over 90% of all heroin production worldwide. Over 90%. There's a reason they're being guarded by U.S. troops instead of burned by them. And I watched a documentary. There was a uh, gentleman that uh, did a documentary. Afghanistans, the Afghan people that were raising these crops, they didn't even want to raise it. They wanted to raise vegetables, groceries. But they were told they had to raise it.
1: John, I
0: interviewed
1: several... Several veterans from Afghanistan that they, you know, suffered from PTSD and everything else, and I talked with them. I went to a meeting where there were several hundred of them there, and they talked about these poppy fields. And the one guy stood up, he said, I think I speak for many of us here. He said, I was angry. He said, I was proud to go to war for my country because I thought I was protecting my country. He said, it turns out what I was protecting was the poppy fields for the CIA, and he said, I was told to shoot man, woman, or child if they came anywhere near those fields. And then another man stood up and he talked about all the major airports in the country have what they call Spook Corner. And that's where the CIA lands and how they have witnessed them offloading pallets full of what obviously is cocaine. And, but it, the CIA. Uh, is is the largest known purveyor of cocaine in this country they're the ones that brought it in, they're the ones that keep it flowing and Afghanistan wasn't about anything other than securing those poppy fields <laughs> they make cabillions every year off them go ahead
0: well I've been calling the CIA the cocaine importing agency for 30 years, so again it's not a surprise The other part of that is the hair production that's coming out of Afghanistan again, folks. This is not a new thing. What do you think it was all about there in the quote-unquote Vietnam War? We call it a police action, but it was a war. Yeah, yeah, huh? Same thing. It was about drugs. Now, you've got to recognize another thing, folks, that Afghanistan also has this incredible amount of natural resources, including a few things that are very difficult to come by. OK, so you're looking at countless trillions of dollars in natural resources are going to be pulled out of there as well, not to mention enslavement of a population as well and a new central bank there. So, again, it's all relevant. But anyway, <clears throat> here's some of the things that we need to look at. And, OK, I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time because we ain't got it anymore. We're we're just doing an hour and a half, right, Marty? Money? Yes. Yes. Okay. All right, folks. Here's some examples. World War II area, you had Tokyo Rose. He was over in the Japanese part of it. Again, telling every, all the GIs, you know, your woman's back home, got a new boyfriend, all that kind of good stuff. And believe you me, folks, all these GIs that have gone overseas, a lot of them are coming home to wrecked homes, wrecked marriages, and a whole life of misery. And there's a reason. There is a reason that they are offering themselves. Remember folks, I'm a soldier first and foremost, soul dire. These are my brothers. Now I don't have to agree with their war. I don't have to agree with their order following, <clears throat> but I recognize just like Marty said a minute ago, these young men and these young women, they signed up believing they were protecting the country from all enemies foreign and domestic. They were rudely awakened. Well, John was also rudely awakened. And please understand something. John was never naive, okay? John knew very well that he was a mercenary for USA, even back when he was 18 and 19 years old, when he first became one of those agents. Okay? And so I have no disagreement with that. I knew full well what I was doing, didn't have the knowledge that I have now because I would have rethought it a little bit but they're poisoning people in these uniforms they run experiments on these men and women in uniform again if you haven't seen all of that evidence it's ungodly amounts of it don't even ask some of the crap that we've been taking because we couldn't answer that question and then you sit there and you say well what about Desert Shield Desert Storm Syndrome well, Desert Storm Syndrome, again, going right back to Marty's commentary at the beginning of the show. Depleted uranium poisoning, and gee, how, how coincidental. Depleted uranium poisoning and this, you know, Desert Storm Syndrome seem to have the exact same problems. Hmm, let me think about that for just a nanosecond, right? Anyway, Cloak and Dagger is, of course, a big part of everything that's going on, you know again the big problem is people don't see the big picture they don't recognize what is taking place is actually warfare that is on it in every sense of the word and the warfare can be you know just from the propaganda coming out of these uh, corporations or it can also be economic but it can be uh physical you can look and see you know what all this crap that they poison you in the air and in the water the psychological warfare, all of it. This is warfare, my friends. Warfare. This is an actual war. You're fighting it, even if all you're doing is sitting at home, twiddling your thumbs and watching Dancing with the Stars. Doesn't mean that they're not declaring war on you because they already have, and Marty and I have given you example after example after example of it. Anyway. As we've already said, television, movies, music, <clears throat> one of the bigger examples of a psychological war operation, they wanted to see how we would respond, and again, I think Marty and I have both talked about this on the show, was the War of the Worlds radio episode, the first time that they aired it, <clears throat> because I'm here to tell you, they wanted to see how the American people would respond to the fear of a foreign invasion. Panic, yeah, there was a lot of it. Some farmers ready to go to war again, very important, and oh, we didn't realize that people wouldn't realize that it was uh just a story. uh-huh, you think there's a you know you sit there and you look at Walt Disney Walt Disney World folks, Walt Disney was so deep into the CIA n s a crap, it's not funny. Okay, it's all transitioning into the same system. It's all fascist in its origin. And even that wonderful man that everybody seems to know and love, Walt Disney, you look at what him and his brother and all of the garbage that they actually were involved with, they weren't nice people at all. But again, that's just conspiracy. Now, you mentioned the magical... uh, case of the disappearing toilet paper well again folks Johnny Carson did that back in December 19th of 1973 he made a joke about it all of a sudden what happened everybody went out and bought toilet paper wow shocker right they were just testing the wires to see how people would react again in 2020 okay the X-Files told you to trust no one and I'm here to tell you that yes If that's the way you want to go through life, then you're going to be in a pretty sad state of affairs. There's no other way to say it because the only way we're going to stop this criminality at a global scale is by finally starting to realize we have no choice but to trust one another. We damn sure can't trust the bankers, and we damn sure can't trust the politicians. We can't trust the bureaucrats, but we better start learning to trust ourselves. And I know it's not easy to do anymore. I get it. And it's only gotten worse. This is why they're keeping us separated from each other, why they're wanting everybody wearing a face mask. Because all of a sudden, if you've got everybody sitting there gathering together and having real conversations, heart to hearts, and the narrative starts to fall again, the syndicate loses this. See, we're not out here performing violence, even though that's some of what they've been doing also. All of these quote-unquote, uh, you know, rioting that's going on. Folks, if you don't realize these are paid agent provocateurs, I don't know what to tell you. And these places that are getting burned to the ground just seem to coincidentally go right along very nicely with areas that they want to refurbish into new construction. Well, how do you get the land that's cheap and uh, get the people that are, currently have buildings on it? Easy. You destroy the buildings. There's no reason for the people there. Say, no, sorry, you can't afford to rebuild anyway. And why would they want to? Honestly, one of the most heartbreaking videos I saw on uh, YouTube here four or five months ago, a black man, he was crying. Because he had built a business in his community that he grew up with. He had gotten out of the poverty level, and his little business was a place for people to come and do business. It was, I don't remember, I think it was like a hardware store or something. But, it, you, you know, people were celebrating the fact that his business was burning. What kind of logic is that? Really? And, again, folks, if you don't know the broken um, <clears throat> broken window theory, well, gee, broken windows. Well, people, that causes all this great economic activity. The business owner has to go out there and buy new windows, and that, of course, makes people that make the frames and make the glass, so they all make money. It's great for the economy. No, it's not, because when that businessman has to spend money to replace windows – He's not able to invest in other areas that are more important. Fraudulent logic, false narratives, this is the norm. This is the way we are now. And as long as we're in a situation like that, it's not going to be anything better. Okay, They're getting responses from us. You just, you know, again, call somebody a conspiracy theorist. That's an automatically response to get them to shut up. Oh, you're just a conspiracy theorist? No, I'm a conspiracy analyst. I know about the conspiracy, and I'm analyzing the heck out of it and telling everybody about it. All right, we've only got a couple more minutes, so I'm going to hit the highlights. Here's some examples of uh, some psychological warfare that's been done on the American people that scarred their psyche. Sandy Hook, 9-11... Um, You have uh, the Cold War, okay, (laughs) where we were supposedly going to be, you know, blowing each other up. Russians and the Americans, you know, mad, mutual assured destruction, right? Again, folks, it's all trauma-based mind control, but again, that's... Um, Marty brought this up, the USS Liberty. Yeah, the USS Liberty. That was a... It didn't work out the way the crime syndicate wanted it to. They wanted that ship on the bottom of the ocean. Yes. Okay. And when the American that, people – go ahead, Marty. Go.
1: That was Israel strafing that ship, and they kept signaling Israel, we're Americans, we're Americans, stop, stop, stop. And they kept coming, and they were trying to – the ship was on fire. Phil Turney wrote a book about it. He was on that ship. It would bring you to tears really good. Another ship was coming, the name of which I can't remember offhand. Uh, The commander of that ship was ordered by President Johnson to stand down and turn his ship around and go the other way, and he would not do it. He said he could not leave those sailors in the water. This makes me want to cry. And he went anyway to help the sailors off the Liberty, took over 700 of them out of the water. For his efforts, he was relieved of his command, stripped of all his ranks, and was absolutely ostracized in the military. There is a recording of President Johnson screaming, put that ship on the bottom. I want that goddamn ship on the bottom. And that was to start the war in the East. They were going to sacrifice an entire ship. 300 and some sailors did lose their lives. But they were going to sacrifice that whole ship To start a war To overtake the oil That's how much you mean to your government Anyway go ahead John I'm sorry
0: And there's a reason they call them You know they're just dogs They're puppets for Democracy or puppets for You know foreign policy Is what uh, that one jackass said Um, There was one other player That you didn't comment on it. I'll comment. They also gave that same order to an American submarine that was watching it in real time. They said, sink the ship. And that submarine walked yep. in and that crew said, oh, hell to the no. That is not going to happen. Yep. And I don't even want to yep. think about what happened to that crew. And you got to yeah. remember, folks, the USS Liberty. USS those folks, they were sworn to silence or very bad things would happen to them. Now, they finally started saying, yes. oh, kiss my tail, but only 30 or 40 years later, And the Jews knew damn well who it was. Because even the pilot says no, we're not gonna we're not we're not gonna strafe this. The pilot says, We're not gonna strafe this. These are Americans. And their own chain of command says, Yes, you're gonna strafe those American ships or else. What do we keep saying, folks? Order following. Order following. Mm -hmm. What happens if all of those Israeli pilots have said no? Those are our allies, yep. and we are not going to follow your damn orders. Yep. All of a sudden, what's the crew? Yeah. Will they be stripped of their wings? Yes. Will they probably send other pilots to go straight to liberty? Yes. I'm not going to say that that wouldn't have happened. But what if? We know what if. In some cases, look at the Vietnam War where you've had mass slaughters of civilians and populations. Mm -hmm. Somebody whistle blows and all of a sudden everything, all hell comes down and think it's done? No, we committed war crimes. You look at the bombing of Dresden and all those other cities across Europe that were civilians. There was no military target there, none to be had. But it was about murdering civilians. Folks, that is a war crime. And you think it stopped in World War II? No, we're doing it even now. Mm -hmm. And don't even get me started on the torture, like, Abu prison and stuff. Go ahead, Marty.
1: Oh, yeah. I remember when they first lied us into Iraq. (laughs) And I remember I was at work, and they had a big screen TV. And they were showing the bombing, you know, shock and awe of Baghdad. And here these bombs were bursting, and here was this beautiful ancient city being reduced to rubble with every man, woman, and child in it. And I thought, wait a minute, you said these people were living in caves. They were animals. Where did this come from? And then I heard people cheering and carrying on. I turned around and looked at them, and I was actually disgusted. And then they talked about they shot down I don't know how many civilians who came after them, the soldiers that were on the ground. And this one girl said, she said, well, it's their own fault. If they would put down their guns, we wouldn't kill them. I said, you come blow up my neighborhood, terrorize and kill my family, deprive us of food, steal everything I've got. You can damn well bet you don't want to leave me surviving because I'm going to be coming after you. And I said, I'm not going to put down my gun. We are in their country for no good reason. We are in their country, and you expect them to just lay down and take it? Would you? And She went, ah. I just... You know, I think the Bush-Cheney, Trump aside, the Bush-Cheney era was probably one of the most shameful periods in our history. Um, Trump probably running a close second uh, as far as just idiotic things. I don't know where we're going from here. We're faced with a new set of problems. And... John, this sounds terrible, but I don't have any hope. And I've tried to figure out over the last weeks what's been wrong with me. You know, I just lost my heart in this, and it's that I have lost any sense of hope. I just don't see us doing anything but going on down.
0: Well, Marty, that has been the biggest thing that I've had to associate also. You know, I've always been an optimist, you know, a glass half full mm. kind of guy.
1: Yeah.
0: But when you're sitting there literally beating your head against the wall, the way I like to put it, Marty, is I know I'm basically jousting at Mills. I get it. Yeah. And my attitude is this. If I wake up one, two, or three people and they tweak their thinking just a slight amount, No, we're not going to change this criminal syndicate, but maybe I can help save their lives. Yeah. Because you know know as well as I do, totalitarian dictatorships never survive indefinitely.
1: Never. Nope.
0: Nope. Make no mistake, folks. This shit will end one day. And by God, Marty Oakley and John Lackon are going to make damn sure we're part of the reason. Back to you, Marty. There you
1: go. There you go. We're down to the last couple of minutes here, actually, not even quite that long. I hope you listen to this show again and again and take the information from it. I hope with all these shows are packed full of information that you need. If nothing else, listen to it and think about it and rationalize your own thinking. Where are you headed? What are you doing? You can't keep buying into this propaganda, listening to these talking heads I call myself a political atheist. I don't believe none of them. If their mouth's open and sound's coming out, they're lying. Uh, And they will tell you lie after lie after lie. The only people profiting today are the people at the top that are hiding behind the government. And that's it. The rest of us are steadily sliding down. So think about that. The next time you holler, I'm all for Trump. I'm all for Biden. See what that's getting you. Anyway, we will be back next week. Don't know the topic, we'll tell you when we get there. Uh, We'll be back uh, Tuesday night. Well, tomorrow night with Tanya from Oklahoma on the prison corruption there. Wednesday night, Kaz and I are doing a special on a law we found out about regarding guardianship that's active in 11 states. And somewhere in all this is Turkey Day. I haven't figured out when that is. But anyway, y'all have a good evening Thanks for tuning in, and we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, John.